Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. I am Steve Goldstein, play-by-play television announcer for the Florida Panthers. We talk everything Panthers and NHL here on the podcast. The podcast would not be possible without our sponsors, so we do want to thank them and advise you as you listen to this podcast to not only spread the word, download, subscribe to your friends, uh, but also take a few moments to listen to our sponsor's message. Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Real Estate Group, Orion of ONA Job Site Solutions, the Sides Foundation, Dave Lister runs it, and it's the fight against pediatric cancer, and BNT Windows. They do a great job with impact windows, so get in touch with Tom and the guys at BNT Windows. All right, well, it's another edition of the podcast, and uh, I don't know what else you could say about this Panther team that hasn't already been said. You know, these comebacks are really amazing um, when you look historically at this league. First of all, the Panthers have come back five times this year when trailing by three goals or more. That's the most in NHL history, and they've done it in 70 games. Uh, the other one is they've come back from four goal deficits twice this season. They are only the third team ever to do that. The Edmonton Oilers did it in 83-84 with Gretzky and Messier and Curry and all those guys in what was a very high-scoring league. And the Panthers did it two years ago. Um, And that's really when this whole thing started of this, you know, belief, um, this attitude. Just And obviously you have to have the talent to do it. But there's been a lot of talented teams in the NHL. And everybody has off nights, and everybody gets blown out a few times a year. Um, Not everybody, as the numbers show, have been able to come back multiple times from that. It really is incredible, and to do it twice in three games, uh, especially the Toronto game where it really looked like against a very good and a very hot team, that that thing was over. But... It's amazing what belief you have in this team because, at least for me, when they got the second one, it's like, okay, now it's a game. And most teams, you don't say that when they're down by three goals. When they got the third one, I think everybody was of the same mindset and maybe even the opposition was as well of, here we go again. Like, this, it's on. So, really remarkable. Um... It just shows you the, you know, the, the togetherness this team has. Things go bad. They don't point fingers. They just get, you know, grittier and tougher and, you know, more of that, that type of, you know, desire to not lose attitude. And it was one of the great moments in the building, both when Barkov scored to give him the lead. And let's remember, they then lost the lead on a power play goal by that Panther killer, John Tavares. Boy, that guy... Man, every time he plays the Panthers, as you know. Um, But then they lost the lead, and it didn't deter them again. They played the final three minutes and 20 seconds. You know, fine. There was no back on the heels. Oh, no, we got tied, and they dominated the overtime. Nothing phases these guys. Now, the other side of it, and you heard Andrew Burnett, and you hear the players, and you hear the hockey media, I think, you know, from their standpoint, too overboard on it. You know, you you don't want to do this in the playoffs. It's not a winning formula. We all know that. But this notion that somehow disparaging this team because of it, 
I think is really silly because the majority of teams have three or four of these games during the season and do not have the ability to come back. So normally, these you know, five games where they've been down by three goals or more, normally you're going to lose four of them. Maybe you come back in one, maybe two, and they'd have a more normal 98 points or 100 points, and they wouldn't be where they are. The fact that they're able to do that, and even if they do that one time during the playoffs, it could help them win a series, uh, I think is a credit to them. Now, they're playing without Aaron Eckblad. Um, You know, they've done so much good this season, played so many lower-scoring games against the good teams this year that, you know what, they know they're in the playoffs. Um, They're playing some opponents that, Let's be honest, you want to respect every opponent, but they know going into the game. I mean, they're going to win. I mean, they're 17-3 and against non-playoff teams in the Eastern Conference, okay? I mean, 17-3. and So they know they can, and again, they don't want to do it, but it's human nature. Now, the Toronto game was certainly different, and in some of these games, like the Jersey game, they just didn't get the saves. I mean, I know they've said... Hey, you know, it wasn't Sergei Bobrovsky's fault. There were great chances. I agree there were great chances. you got to get more saves than that. That's just the bottom line. Um, And for the most part this year, Bobrovsky, even games where he's given up goals, three or four, he doesn't let it get away. He's then able to recover. Like the game in Ottawa where they're down 3-0, and he, you know, third period overtime, and in the shootout he was great. And you got the feeling that that game was another one where it was just a matter of time. They were going to come back. So the last two games were a little bit different for him, I think, that he did let it get away. And, uh, and Spencer Knight came in, and I know he didn't have to do a lot in the Devils game, but he did make a couple of saves when he had to. And I think in the game the other night against Toronto, because of the great comeback, because of Huberdeau and Barkoff and Matthews and Marner putting on this incredible show, um, <clears throat> that Spencer Knight got lost in the shuffle. I believe it was 20 shots. He saved 18 Uh, The one by Muzzin, you know, gets by him. Good shot, good play. And then Tavares, you know, on a power play against the best power play in the league. Other than that, he was fantastic. He made some saves at 5-3, where if he doesn't come in and do that, um, that comeback may not happen if they stretch it back out to a bigger lead. Um, So, you know, it leaves them with 12 games to go. Uh, Realistically, let's be honest, the division is wrapped up. Uh, They don't have to do, I mean, seven, eight wins. They're going to win the division. And there's no reason to think they're not going to do go seven and five or eight and four. Likelihood is they'll be even better than that. Uh, and they're in great position to win the conference. I mean, as long as they just keep on doing what they're doing, Carolina, you know, it's six points back. Has a that's a big road to go um, to, to come back on. And the number one tiebreak is regulation wins, so you can track that. The Panthers don't have as many regulation wins as some teams in the East. That's one of the, you know, things that um, they haven't been the best at. This year, because they are ten and two. I mean, they're unbeatable in three on three. They're ten and two in overtime this year. Just incredible. That doesn't count the shootout. Um, and lately, they win every single game when they go into overtime. So tiebreakers may not go their way. You'd like to get that number one seed, but again, you know, who are you going to play in the playoffs? It is a very slippery slope to try to figure it out. Now, of course, Washington has been the eighth seed throughout the regular season. And you look at their goaltending situation, it's up in the air, but they had a great game against Tampa, and they still have, you know, half that team. It's the core of a Stanley Cup champ, 
and you got great players on there, and they can play a heavy game. Panthers are much faster. I think the Panthers are deeper, and I do think the Panthers' offense, despite Ovechkin being there, is better. The Panthers have the best offense, not only in the league this year. The Florida offense is the best offense this league has seen since the old Detroit days or the Lemieux-Yager days in Pittsburgh. It is incredible what this Panther team is doing uh, in so many different departments. Now, the team that gets the seven seed, you would figure, okay, and right now it's Tampa, that could change any day, um, is a team that's not playing great going in because they would slip to that seven spot. Although it is possible that everybody just starts winning and keeps winning. I should say keeps, not starts, except for Tampa, which lost a few games in a row here. Um, so there's really no way around it. You're, you're playing a great team, a team with triple digits in points, in that first round, and I've said this many times and I've said it on the air, four teams that think they've got a shot, okay, maybe not a favorite, but a shot to win some rounds, maybe emerge from the East, four teams are going home in the first round. I mean, you don't think inside that dressing room, Washington has some, at least a little bit of belief and hope. Hey, we've been here before. We know how to play in the playoffs. Um, and every other team certainly thinks they can, they can get it done. So, you know, you want the number one seed. I believe they will get it. I believe it will be Washington in the first round. And, you know, there's no easy series. That's the bottom line. Uh, If you like the regular season, I don't know if it means anything. Panthers and Capitals played three wild, uh, wide open, one-goal games. And the Panthers won twice at home. Washington won the game there. Ovechkin had a hat trick. I'm not sure that means anything once things start for real. But, uh, you know, the way this Panther team was able to turn it on last year and what they learned last year in the playoffs, I expect them to play great. I am not overly concerned about the goals that they're giving up here of late. Uh, I will be curious this weekend to see if they do clamp it down a bit. And remember, you're taking Aaron Eckblatt out of the lineup. Not only their best defenseman, but one of the best players on this team and one of the top three or five defensemen in the league. So that is a factor as well. Uh, You know, like I said, I'm not hitting the panic button like some of the national media uh, I I hear are. uh, Because like I said, normally these games would just be losses. Like everybody loses games. Like they've got 15 losses in regulation in 70 games. That usually doesn't happen. So would people feel better if they were 45, 19, and 7 and had... Six less points, so there were no comebacks. That's why I kind of think that, you know, sometimes over-analysis of what's going on. And again, a lot of people don't watch this team play every day. I do. We do. And you Panther fans do. Um, and yeah, they look, they got to tighten up. We know that. But no one's going to play that way all season, in my personal opinion. Um, but they do need more saves. That would be the thing that you know, they got to get some more of those big saves. I know they're quality scoring chances, but, you know, NHL breakaways are like 25 30%. That's it. That, 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 that go in the net. Most of them are stopped. So, um, you know, that's something they'll just have to continue to work on. I mean, obviously, look, no team is perfect, and it's going to be fascinating. I, first of all, I think it's great for the league. I think that game against Toronto was the best thing the NHL has had in years, a regular season game like that. That's what you want to see. I mean, when LeBron and Durant play each other and they both score 50 and it's 140 to 138 in double overtime, you know, there's nobody on 
national media and the NBA saying it's too high scoring. They're saying this is great. These guys are awesome. So I think it's great for the league. I will be fascinated to see if overall in the NHL with the Panthers and Toronto and Colorado and all these teams um, that can score, does it translate? Are we going to go back to 2-1-3-2 in the playoffs? Or is it going to be more like the Panthers-Lightning series last year, which I think would be fantastic if it went that way. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, we always appreciate you tuning in here. Please take a moment, listen to our uh, message from our sponsors. Without them, it wouldn't be possible. Please leave uh, leave your comments on the podcast, spread the word, uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and thanks a lot. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and Morris Southeast Group. We appreciate Ken being a supporter of the podcast right from the beginning. Now, for all you folks out there, if you own commercial real estate, if you're looking to lease or purchase Call Ken. He represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. He's a class guy, a straight shooter, qualified and knowledgeable. He's the type of guy you want to do business with. And he's a South Florida guy with a great reputation. Again, it's Ken Morris and his group, which does an outstanding real estate job. 954-240-4400. Time to take a moment out to tell you about something very important, the fight against pediatric cancer. And we're doing that through SIDES, the SIDES Foundation. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled Ewing sarcoma and she beat it and she's doing great today. Out of that struggle came SIDES, a foundation formed to fight pediatric cancer, to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Dave Lister is Sid's dad. He's in charge of sides and does so much for those families. So I encourage you to help out. Check out sides on Facebook, their Facebook page, S-I-D-E-S. Everything is on there. Or you can also call this important number, 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763. Help us, help Dave Lister, and help everybody fight pediatric cancer and help out families that need it through the Sides Foundation. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management.